Well, good morning. I'm Trinity Vandenacre, and this is Life in the West. Today, we're talking about a sensitive subject. We're going to ask the question, should Christians vote for Trump? Now, I know this isn't the normal kind of content that I do, and a lot of times I do uh, stories about history and kind of just kind of feel-good stuff because I want to be uplifting. But also, in these times, I feel this is a huge question on people's minds. And since my content is geared, even though you may not know it, towards Christian morality and just just kind of fun-loving stuff and life lessons, I thought I would delve into this today. So let's get started. Christians have have become very confused about right and wrong in politics in recent years. That's because it's really easy to get lost in what the culture is telling you as far as what's what's right and wrong and lose touch with reality. That's the difference between ideology and reality. Now, you may not well, you may say, "Well, what's ideology?" Well, you can think of it in this way. You can think of if the world was perfect, this is what I would do. And therefore, a lot of times our culture starts doing things in a way that would would like it would work if the world was perfect. And then they they think that we should as Christians should comply with these actions. And when you think about it in reality, and reality always catches up with you in our world, it doesn't work because we don't live in a perfect world. Uh, For example, you, okay, let's uh, take all of our nuclear missiles and destroy them. Because if we do that, since everybody wants world peace, then the enemy people around the world who want to destroy us with nuclear weapons and kill thousands of innocent people uh, for the pure joy of it or for political gain would then automatically destroy their nuclear weapons. Now, that's a great thought, but it isn't reality because you're, you're, you're saying that the world is perfect. You're saying that these people would actually see what you've done and then therefore, oh, oh, I'm so glad you destroyed your nuclear weapons, so then I will. Now, now you see the difference? So ideology, it kind of implies that if the world was perfect, this is the way it would, would go. Reality is actually, this is actually what happens because humans are the way they are and, and the two don't mesh. So a lot of Christians have really gotten lost in ideology in our country, especially in politics. So we're going to cover just a couple of things, a couple of reasons and ways that you can think through as a Christian or or somebody who is a religious person, um, Catholics, Mormons, that type of person, should you vote for Trump? Here's the issues that I vote on. And then we're going to cover why I only focus on these issues. We're going to cover a few things after that about why I focus on these issues and why I think these matter more and a few other things that we kind of, our pansyized culture, have taught us to put to the forefront that really shouldn't be at the forefront. So number one is abortion. This is the one that I feel, as a Christian, we we have the ability to... In, in a democracy, that, that, that is step one, I mean, to realize that we are in, we have the ability to actually have an influence on who our leader is, that you don't get that right in 
other types of government. You you don't get that that right in communism or socialism, true socialism, or dictatorship, things like that. Anarchy. You don't get the right to choose your leader. So in this case, because Christians as a whole um, <clears throat> believe that abortion is murder, and we're going to talk about this in a in a in a little bit. Let, let's mull this over a little bit, okay? Uh, one of the problems with dealing with abortion and why I, you know, it's almost like, yeah, you know, don't want to talk about it is because it it has been something in our country that that we've fought over a long time because people don't understand what it is. The reason people don't understand what it is is because our culture has begun to infiltrate all of our lives and dictate and tell us what's right and what's wrong. Now, one of the things about being a Christian is that we, we need to separate ourselves, yes, from politics in a way, and that way is identify and realize that our salvation doesn't come through government. The government's not going to save your soul, okay? You have to separate the two in that way. And, and don't talk about it, even as a Christian. Don't, don't try to mix the two all together. It's not the same thing. It doesn't mean you ignore politics. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I believe wholeheartedly in that. Because you're a moral Christian, and because Christians should stand up for morality and for against discrimination, against murder, and against injustice, you should take part in your government. You should take time to vote. But the, the problem arises when you allow your culture to dictate what discrimination is and what murder is and what justice is. These things are not cut and dried in every single situation. When is it murder? You may think, well, murder is pretty, you know, pretty cut and dried. Well, kind of. What about this? Is it murder when somebody is breaking into my house with the intent to rape and murder my wife that I kill them? Is that murder? Or is that self-defense? Is that not murder? They're not cut and dried. Now, I have my opinions on that, and I can go into my my belief system, my worldview, and form an opinion on whether that is murder or not. And you can do the same thing. But it doesn't actually come down to this is right and this is wrong in many cases. You have to have somebody defining what is murder, right? Same with discrimination. In our country, it seems like it's okay to discriminate against people who like Trump or or discriminate against Christians, let's say, but not discriminate against if you separate a race. And then how do you, do you define discrimination against a race? That's another breakdown. We have to be careful because I believe Christians are beginning to allow our culture or our anti-God education system to dictate to us as Christians what is right and what is wrong. And in that, we find abortion. So, yes, 
since abortion to me is wrong because in the Bible it defines uh, <clears throat> a child as innocent and in the womb, I believe that we are created by God and our spirit is breathed into us in, in our bodies and we're completely different than the animals because of being created by God and by God's hand, then I believe that is murder to kill a child in the womb. And the only okay place for that is if the mother's life is in danger. Now, that's what I believe. So because of that, and as a Christian, I, I honestly can't see how you would have a different opinion, but make sure you put it in the comments, and I, you probably will. And discrimination will happen because of this video. I believe it, it takes, it change. It takes a lot of guts to put something like this out. So that's the first thing that I consider when looking at a candidate is abortion, because I believe it is the murder of an innocent child. So because of that, who do I stand with? Well, obviously I have to stand with Trump. You might say, oh yeah, but he's this and he's that, and I don't like who he is. And we're going to get into that in a, in a minute. But that aside, the people he is putting on the Supreme Court and him being the only president that I know of that has ever attended a pro-life rally and him being a strong vocal proponent for pro-life and anti-abortion, how could I vote any other way than Trump? Because Biden is all for abortion. He's He's... So for abortion. Now they don't like to say that. They like to say that that they're for, you know, things like the the choice, the the ability to choose. But when I actually believe, if I actually do believe that abortion is murder, then I don't really have a choice in that matter. I'm gonna vote for Trump. Now, in in my mind, that one is such a big issue that that puts him as a yes vote. I have to vote for Trump. Okay. But there's other issues that come into play for me. The next one is religious freedom. Trump has been a huge proponent for religious freedom. Now, here's where you have to read between the lines because a lot of Christians feel that uh, a lot of the Christians that talk about Trump with me, one of the main reasons they don't like him is because they just say, oh, he's just rude. You know, he's just rude and he's crass and he's. He, he cuts people down. Yes, okay. But is that a reason? Is that, is that in your religious freedom? Your religious freedom dictates the fact that you, you're able to decide whether you like Trump or not. But when he fights specifically to keep God in the Pledge of Allegiance, to keep God in our school system, in our Constitution, in, on our buildings, on our money, when he's fighting to do those things, then they keep our churches open and the, give us the ability to actually give us the ability to actually meet and worship God in the way that we choose. The, I mean, we are so free, and you guys can't forget that as Christians. Uh, sometimes we take that for granted, but we are so free in our ability to worship God in this country, and he fights for that. Now, on the other side, you have Biden. And Biden is, he may say he's for religious freedom, but he's for the kind of religious freedom that takes God out of everything. It doesn't allow you to have God in anything. In fact, I watched a commercial 
accidentally the other day that where uh, Biden was saying the Pledge of Allegiance basically and took out under God completely. And that type of thing also tells me I, I cannot vote and I'm going to vote because I have the right to do that in a democracy. Then I'm, I can't vote for somebody who's going to work to take God, which who I believe in and feel that people need to know him and have the freedom to worship him the way we have ever since this country was established, then I'm going to vote for the person who stands for my freedoms. Okay. So number three is the right to bear arms. The right to bear arms is not necessarily a Christian issue in and of itself, but I did put it in here because of this. The freedom of religion, the freedom that we have in this country, were laid down by the Founding Fathers. And the Supreme Court has actually upheld this definition of the Second Amendment. They put in the Second Amendment not only so we could hunt, they didn't put it in there so, oh, well, you know, hillbillies can get their guns. I'm a hunter, so I'm calling myself a hillbilly. If you're offended by that, then, you know, put it in the chat and leave it there, okay? But what I mean is, it wasn't put in there for just those things. It was actually put in there so that the government would never have complete control over you. A government can't come in and take over your entire neighborhood, life, everything, and shut you down if you have the ability to create it, your own militia. That, that's honestly what they meant when they put the Second Amendment in, and the, and the Supreme Court has, has upheld that definition. So because of that, because of that freedom right there gives me the ability and the peace of mind to know that my, my, the founding fathers wanted the religious freedom of this country to stay and government to not be able to step in and take it away from us. And I believe the Second Amendment is part of that. So if I'm going to vote for the Second Amendment, then I have to vote for Trump again because Biden is definitely going to try to put away the He's definitely going to try to pass laws that take away my right to bear arms in this country. Guaranteed. Uh, you, don't even, you don't have to worry about trying to question that one, okay? Those are the four reasons, as a Christian, that, I would, that would force me to vote for Trump. Now, I say force, okay? And that's because, okay, but there's more to this because Christians believe and a lot of times when I talk to Christians, they, they don't understand a couple things about politics uh, and Christianity. One, for one thing, they feel that separation of church and state, you know, just dictates that they shouldn't be able to vote. I, I, I don't have any idea where they're getting that. That's one court ruling. It is not something, separation of church and state was never intended by the founding fathers. I don't even know why you would even bring that up in the conversation of who to vote for as a Christian or whether you should vote as a Christian. But there is another misconception is that us as Christians, we, we can't be brash or we can't be outspoken. And actually, and, and somehow that it's like immoral, it's immoral of us to, to be outspoken or have bad things in our past. So a lot of people 
a lot of Christians that I talk to, they say, well, I can't vote for Trump. I just don't like him. He's just, I can't, I can't stand the kind of person he is. He's very brash. He's very rude. And I've, I've said this uh, a few minutes ago. I want to cover this for a minute because I think this is a complete misconception. And it goes back to the fact that you're allowing the culture to dictate what you believe Christians should go towards or do or vote for, not the Bible. Because in the Bible, the Bible doesn't say, oh, you know, be, be super meek all the time and always do X. Well, you're, you're probably thinking of a couple, couple scriptures right now. You know, turn the other cheek and then the meek shall inherit the earth. Let's look at what the Bible says that Jesus did. Because, you know, obviously we need to emulate a little bit. We can emulate what Jesus did on the earth. And he would never be brash or rude or outspoken, right? Right? You think? Okay, let's read Matthew 23:15. This is Jesus speaking. He says, "You Pharisees and teachers of the law of Moses are in for trouble. You're nothing but show-offs. You travel over land and sea to win one follower, and when having done so, you make that person twice as fit for hell as they were." That sound a little bit forward to you. Okay, but that's not quite all. Um, I'm going to give you one more example. There's several other ones, okay? So, also in in Luke, I'm sorry, 11, starting at verse 45, it says, one of the religious scholars spoke up. Now, Jesus was invited to go eat at a Pharisee's house. Uh, Pharisees were the religious leaders of the time. So, they're like um, this sect, this group very politically important. They were like polished politicians, okay? And in their culture, religion and politics were the same thing. So they were they were Bible scholars. They believed in the Bible. They taught the law of Moses. So these were the people that that everybody looked up to, okay? These were the perfect individuals who did everything right in culture so they could look down on other people. They invited Jesus to, one of, one of them invited Jesus over to his house for supper. And Jesus sat down at the table without washing his hands. Now, this was offensive to them because they taught that the law of Moses said you could not do this. This was, you had to wash your hands or you're breaking the law of the Bible. And here's Jesus doing it, you know, and they didn't know he was the son of God, but still. And so they asked him, they said, teacher, do you not... So they're like, why didn't you wash your hands? I'm, I'm just so appalled that you would not do this. But Jesus told them, yeah, you wash all your stuff up nice and fancy on the outside, but on the inside, you are maggoty and rotten. So one of the religion scholars spoke up and says, teacher, do you not realize that what you're saying is insulting to us? And Jesus said, yes, and I can even be more explicit than that. You're hopeless. You load people up with rules and regulations and nearly break their backs, but never lift a finger to help. And then he calls them stupid Pharisees right after that. So these things I want to, my point is here, is that us as Christians, we have allowed our culture to tell us as Christians that we need to be quiet about what we believe. You can't say that you stand up for Trump. You can't, you can't say that you believe in marriages one man and one woman. You can't say those things anymore. That's horribly insensitive. And when Trump does these things, Trump Trump speaks out against 
the the things that he believes are evil, the things that are bad to and some who knows some are right or some are wrong like I like I was saying before. But a lot of times Christians believe that they can't vote for him because he's like that and yet I see that in the scriptures. Not that he's like Jesus, but what I'm saying is is you don't have this is not something that comes from the Bible. This is directly from our culture telling us that as Christians you need to be meek and if you're not you know, then you're morally wrong. And yet in our very own lives, as we well know, we are nowhere near meek on the inside, right? So Christians are not called to be passive. They're not called to be non-influencers of our culture. They're called to speak out and be a light. The things that the thing that sometimes we forget is we live in a democracy and we are allowed to choose our leader. And as a Christian, we need to look at things like these actual issues of morality of so the actual issues of morality that I've covered already, the, the abortion, the the religious freedom, things like that are far more important than whether or not we think he's a little brash and the culture says that that is not okay for a Christian to do. So we're like, oh no, we can't vote for him because he's not a nice guy. Okay, so what about him being uh, doing a lot of bad things in his past, right? Uh, it's it's like almost like Christians think we're voting in somebody who is going to teach our kids Sunday school lessons. And yet, if somebody came to our church and had an incredible testimony about how they were a drug dealer and they were they were really wealthy and they were like this real estate tycoon and owned all these businesses and lived this lavish, sinful lifestyle, and yet they came to the Lord, we'd probably let them teach Sunday school. But at the same time, we're appalled that somebody like Trump, that we can't vote for him because, oh my word, he has done bad things in his life. Now, I'm being a little cynical here, but all of us have done bad things. We have all done bad things. Would you rather somebody be extremely eloquent and slick-tongued and sound great while they sell you down the river and every moral you actually believed in behind your back. Let's, let's look at this as an analogy, okay? And this is not a great analogy, but I'm going to use it. Would you allow someone, would you, would you put up for a vote that any, all the people of the United States could choose your spouse, any spouse they wanted, just, or, just anybody who can talk the best, who can put up the best show, who can, uh, who the person who can win over the crowd the most, that's the person you get as a spouse. You think that would be a good idea? Now, I know a lot of you are, you know, looking at your spouse and going, you know what, I'm not that great of a choice maker myself. But that's not the point. The point is you actually made that choice. If you allowed a bunch of other people to make that choice for you and you ended up with a horrible spouse, you would then be able to blame those people for giving you that spouse. If you take no action whatsoever, you're going to end up with whoever the other people, the people that you don't know at all, you're going to end up with whoever all these other people choose as your spouse. Now, the re why do I choose that as kind of as the analogy? Because a lot of you, 
especially Christians, do not believe, oh, I, I don't get involved in politics. I, I'm not a political person, so I just kind of stay out of it. It doesn't matter whether you stay out of it or not, you're involved in politics because your life is dictated by what these politicians do. That, that is how the world works. That's how democracy works. The laws that they pass, the, the, it dictates your religious freedom. Now, you may think, oh, it's so far down the road. It, it's not very far off if you allow it to keep going down the road that we were going on. Religious freedoms were going away by the handful. Churches are still terrified to this day of being sued if they don't allow gay marriage to happen in their church. Things like that. They're so afraid of saying the name, like saying the word politics from the pulpit that they can't even speak these things. That's where we were headed, is churches are afraid in our culture. And yet, you don't think that politics makes a difference. Okay, so you need to, you need to know. i just tell you right now, whether you believe me or not, it's true. Who the president is and who the politicians are, who the elected officials are in your county, in your state, and in your nation absolutely dictate your lifestyle and the lifestyle of your children to come because they will, they will be the ones who allow or disallow abortion. They will be the ones to pass laws to allow or disallow gun rights. They will be the ones to allow us to protect our homes and ourselves from the government and other individuals. They, they're also the ones who will lay down and dictate what our kids learn in school. And that's a big one for me as well, because right now they have taken God out of so much of school that we just have a whole bunch of regurgitating people. We are just, I'll get into that later. So now what I want to focus on is should Christians vote for Trump? I believe as a Christian, as a moral Christian, you have a huge choice. Whatever choice that is, you can take whatever, all the stuff I've spoken about today and apply it to your mind, apply it to your decision-making ability, and you need to go make that decision for yourself. You can't sit home and allow this election to pass you by without voting one way or the other. And if you line up your morals, then you need to choose who stands for your morality, your life, your children's life. And that's who you need to vote for. This has been an interesting talk to put together. And life in the West is about everything that applies to our lives out here in the West. And part of our, part of our livelihood, part of the, what makes us us is independence, freedom of this country, the freedom of democracy, the, the ability to actually choose who's going to lead us. Don't sit this one out, folks. Um, that's it for me. If you want to hear more of Life in the West, where I cover history and everything else, history, photography, adventure in Montana and around the West, make sure you go to my website, lifeinthewest.com or Facebook page, Life in the West, or YouTube, or podcast. You can find me almost anywhere. Make sure you hit me up if you have a question. I would love to do a live stream 
sometime in the near future, please let me know what time would be best for you guys so I can answer your questions about who do we vote for? How do we vote? How do we choose? I want you to learn how to think for yourself, learning from the, the past and looking into the future and create content for you that's educational and entertaining and also always has a moral Christian base. That's it for me. I'm Trinity Vandenacre. This has been Life in the West. Until next time, God bless you and God bless America.